0: Ladies and gents, and welcome to the Control Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry, episode 37. The boys are back in town. I'm joined Woo. by Dom.
1: Woo. And
0: Jordan. How's it going, guys? PlayStation. The band's back together. PlayStation. Uh, the band's back together, finally, over longer than a month, I think it's been since all of us have been on the podcast. But it finally happened. It's a Christmas miracle. Um, we all had a beautiful, great Thanksgiving, I'm assuming, anyways. Um... I don't think anybody got thrown in an oven or something. Uh,
1: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. It's the first thing yeah, you know, That would probably ruin your Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> probably. Um, so uh, as far as what we've been playing this week, I didn't have internet for a while. Um, we had an outage in the area, so I was able to play a lot of games. But I was kind of worried because, like, the achievement... Um, Hunter and me uh, was worried that the achievements wouldn't pop and it's not that's never been the case every time I've played Offline and you go back online they pop. It's no problem. It's just like this weird like inane fear. I have for some reason Um, But anyways, I I finished a couple of games and I started a couple of games so uh, The games that I started quantum break we talked about it uh, in the last week's episode that in air because We had a lot of issues with my internet and audio issues and stuff like that. That's besides the point. Uh, Jordan, I told you that I would be playing through Quantum Break before the end of the year. Uh, Because it's been so long since I originally played it, I started back at the beginning. And I'm a little bit before where I was um, the first time I played through. So when I first played through, I just finished the part where... I didn't forget the the main baddie's name, uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Um, After the whole sequence where he basically kills your brother, spoilers... Um, or takes them away. I don't really remember. It's been a while. Anyways, that's where I got to the first time I played through. Now I'm actually uh, going through the building, like through the library area uh, on the chase part. So I'm like almost right there to where I was. Um, so maybe like an hour in, uh, something like that. So I'll probably have that finished by next week. I also started Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition. That's one of the games with gold nice. um, for the month. And uh, yeah, that game looks really good. Uh, Definitive Edition definitely... Um, is a is a an effective title because it is um you know up res and everything i never played the game the first time around and so far i'm having fun with it it's really good um i like the combat and it's funny because i bought um batman arkham knight on a sale so it is kind of that same fluid combat of like combos and stuff so i think playing those games back to back is going to be pretty fun um but as far as the two games i completed until they uh, make you get in that tank yeah, yeah right um the two games I completed. The first one is the Secret of Monkey Island, uh, which is an OG game. It's one of the one of the one of the classic adventure games, um, and uh, people love that game. And I always wondered why, and I never got around to playing it. I always looked at steals and it looked interesting, but it kind of looked a little tacky. Um, play through that game, really fun. I understand why people appreciate it as much as they do. Really funny story. The comedy's great. A a couple of the parts are very obtuse, and I actually had to look up how to get past a couple of parts just because it's when they so the original game was in like sprite form kind of and the newer one is in more like a like painted art kind of style right like animation kind of and uh, when they converted like the controls and everything to the new look some of the stuff is very obtuse and hidden and it doesn't work well Um, but that's probably a product of them trying to you know bring it to a forward generation kind of thing but uh, yeah, the game was fun. I liked it a lot. It's not a very long game, but it is a fun game. And like I said, the comedy is really awesome. The other game I completed, and I actually have my, my review live on our website over at controlledinterests.com, uh, is Virginia. So Virginia is an indie game that came out this year, and it uh, it came out to pretty good critical success. And the big thing with this game is there isn't a single line of dialogue throughout. Um, and why I, no I was like, oh, it's interesting, like... No talking at all. No talking. Um, no talking. Um, when I originally heard that, I was like, oh, is this a walking simulator in the sense of like so – it's like Dear Esther, there's no dialogue except for the narrator, but there's no dialogue from your actual character. But uh, I was like, is it going to be one of those things where you're exploring like an environment or an area or places where no one else is, right? You actually have a lot of human interaction in that game, and the best part about that game is the fact that they're able to convey such emotion and like resonance – um, with the player without any dialogue and it's mostly body language and murmurs and stuff like that and uh, the game's fantastic I don't want to spoil it, but um, It's it's in my top five game of the year candidates. It didn't break through It's not game of the year or anything, but it definitely is a solid experience um, I liked firewatch a lot of people didn't like firewatch I think this did what firewatch was trying to do but better Um and yeah, I think Virginia is a great game. It's fantastic. If you have a chance to play it, play it. It's a, uh, it's it. It was it was a good time. I really enjoyed that game a lot. Thinking back on it,
2: my only complaint. Well, walking with... simulators aren't
1: games though. <laughs> <laughs> eh,
0: walking simulators are some of the best games, as True. if they're dumb. I know, work. I know. Yeah. Um, my biggest issue with the game, though, and man, did I hate it, because the OCD in me. Their achievements, none of them end with a zero or a five. They're all like a three or an eight or a nine. And it bothers me because I have this weird OCD nature. So in my gamer score, I don't want the ending number not to be a zero or a five. It just doesn't make sense oh to me. God. And it's weird. So, and not many games do this. Cry me a fucking back. river. All the achievements. <laughs> hey, people complain about not having platinum trophies. I can complain about it ending in a weird number, all right? It's um, different. It's very few games do this, and it's just troublesome. And it, to me, it felt like they did it for the sole intention of people playing the game more to get the achievements or something, or they just didn't care. I don't know, or being artsy. It was just frustrating. It wasn't. It isn't a huge problem. I doubt many gamers, a, a small percentage of a small percentage, are gonna have an issue with it. But for me, somebody who's like super OCD, it. it it bothered me, so I had to go through and complete every achievement in the game. So it's fine.
2: No, I, I understand. So in my car, you know, whenever I change the volume, it gives me a number, and it it has to be a multiple of five to me. I just can't. I can't have the volume at seventeen. It has to be fifteen or twenty.
0: Oh well. Wow. Hmm. Um, I don't know why. And lastly, before I pass it over to you guys, here what you guys have been playing. I'm really close to 100k gamer score with the completion of Secret Island, uh, Secret of Monkey Island, Virginia, and then me starting up Sleeping Dogs. Um, I'm closing in on 97,000, so I'm really wow. close to 100K, which is really cool. Um, that's pretty much it for me. What have you guys been playing?
1: Um, I have been playing a little game called Final Fantasy 15.
0: Oh, You were a day
1: one. I was day one. You did you did it then. That, yeah, I wasn't awesome. sure if you were going to do it. Yeah, so um, basically um, I just get okay, too excited. Basically, I just ended up um, deciding I wanted something to play and this was the game coming out and it looks like a good enough game. I don't like the fact that it took so long to develop and there are issues with that, um, but, you know, I get I get shit happens, I guess, or whatever. Um, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's a cool game. I haven't played too much of it. I'm just a couple hours in, but um, so far... Um, the control scheme is a little bit complicated uh, as is the combat system um, but I definitely think I'm going to be able to figure it out and dig down deep into it and enjoy it eventually um, on a greater scale so um, so far it's a beautiful game um, I do like the characters, I do like the world I re-watched uh, Kingsglaive the movie um, and I really enjoy that um, so <clears throat> It's definitely uh, a cool atmosphere that the game has, and uh, I'm enjoying it so far. So
0: yeah, I can't wait to hear your impressions in the next couple of weeks. It's uh, you are on that edge of deciding whether or not to get it. I remember, and right? I think it is one of those games that, like, if you're obviously interested in Final Fantasy, it is a media experience. I mean, people are complaining about like the runtime, but I think it's here and there. But it is one of those games that you just want to jump into and just play a game, you know? Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, nothing is more comforting to Final Fantasy lovers than Final Fantasy, right? And the fact that they have a new <laughs> one that's been in development for so long—people like, are gonna get to play Final Fantasy 15 and Last Guardian within the span of a week.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I've been thinking about a um, lot about 2016. How people are gonna kind of take gamers are gonna take a breath after these two games release because um, there's been so much build up, and now people kind of just relax. Try them out if they want to, see what they think, check out reviews or whatever, and, um, you know, just talk about it as the actual game it is as opposed to the hype machine that it needs to be.
0: Well, it's good to have these two quote-unquote jokes finished, right? Like, these yeah. have been jokes for the longest time and for them to be out there. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, we got Final Fantasy fifteen, Last Guardian, and the Cubs won a World Series all in the same year. Like, <laughs> talk about patience, right? Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. And one other is. unlikely outcome of certain election but
1: anyway yeah um Uh, so what else have you been playing yeah besides that um i actually haven't been playing a whole bunch um i have uh just kind of been busy and so um i have been watching a couple things i watched the second season of psychopaths um as well as the movie um and that's a really great anime like i said if you're into sci-fi if you're into anime um, those two things go great together, so you should definitely check it out. Um, the movie was really cool, a lot of really cool action, which the series isn't necessarily known for, but I thought they did it really well. Um, so there's that, and then, uh, I've been reading a bunch of stuff, uh, I've been reading the Rogue One prequel novel that's all about, uh, Galen Erso, and he's, like, building the Death Star, and then... His daughter, Jen, in the movie is going to be the one helping to destroy it. So that's kind of interesting. Um, He's played by Mads Mikkelsen in the movie. Um, So there's that. And then um, Netflix is doing a series of unfortunate events series uh, beginning of next year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I've been uh, going back through those books. And there's actually like a, a companion series about Lemony Snicket, who's like this guy's pen name. Um, but he's also like a character in the books, so it's like this weird meta thing. Um, so I've been reading these prequel uh, novellas that are about uh, the child Lemony Snicket solving these uh, these uh, mysteries and uh, working for this organization that pops up in the main book series. So um, it's kind of weird, but it's definitely interesting. I'm really enjoying it. So um, yeah, that's what I've been doing.
0: Dom, seems like you have a hefty, hefty plate.
2: Yeah, it's been a while since we talked, so I do have a couple things. First thing, Dishonored 2. And that's all I'm going to say right now because we're going to get into it in the in topic <laughs> later. Second thing, <clears throat> uh, Link's Awakening on 3DS. It was on sale for $3 and some change. Nice. Off of like what's normally $6, so like 50%. Okay didn't really save me that much but it was it was enough and that was one that i played once when i was much younger um so i don't really remember it, it as much as seasons and ages which i'll also recently played through so i'm excited to keep on going through that especially as i go on a little road trip this week i don't have plenty of time too so uh next on the list oh you're gonna like this one jordan skyrim special edition nice. i bit the bullet when it was thirty dollars from the PSN, Black Friday sale. I don't know why. I, I've i already played this game for 100 hours before. Uh, it's the third time I bought it. One on Xbox 360, once on PC, and now on PS4. So I played that for a couple hours, but here's the kicker. I played it all on Vita via remote nice. play. Hmm.
0: Getting ready and for Switch. I'm is... <laughs> Just kidding. Exactly.
2: Yeah. That... <laughs> This is by far easily. I've tried a bunch of games on remote play uh, on the Vita so far, and this one is by far functions the best. Oh, uh, wow. the controls are absolutely perfect and it's just the perfect type of game for this. It doesn't require that much finesse or uh, you know accuracy. It's just kind of trot around. And then on top of all that, it still looks really, really good on the little Vita screen. Um, you're not missing a whole lot uh, if, than if you were on a bigger TV. Um, just a bit of resolution, but that's about it. It still looks really nice, and again, it works perfectly. I was very pleasantly surprised. So, it's it'll be nice to have that to grind away at uh, when that's when the TV's not available. So
0: that's awesome. So that, wait, it's cool to hear that it rents so well.
1: Skyrim was uh, on the PSN Black Friday sale. Yeah, it was half off. That's so weird. I I missed it. That's weird. I and then uh, I also picked up.
2: From that sale, I also picked up Witcher 3 uh,
1: complete
2: Ooh. on PS4. So I own the base game on PC. Um, and I've been wanting to switch over to PS4 anyway, and it was like $25, which is the price of the DLC by itself anyway, yep. if I were to buy it. So I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll take the plunge and uh, get it on PS4. Haven't touched it yet, though.
0: I think all of us kind of, well, got, oh. got some games on <clears throat> Excuse me, Black Friday, because I got the rare replay and I got Batman Arkham Knight with all of its DLC. There were some great deals. I
1: got the uh, yeah. Batman Telltale. Um, can't wait to play that once Episode Five's out.
0: Ooh.
2: That's that's what I was just gonna say. I just finished uh, Episode Four uh, the day it came out too. Really
1: good.
0: Oh man. Awesome. I just, can't wait to hop in once yeah. Episode Five comes out. I'm interested. I've heard some rumblings, and it seems like it's a story I'll I'll really enjoy. So dumb. that plus. Walking
1: Dead, New Frontier. Who yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say, Dom. Are you going to play Walking Dead as it comes out?
2: I haven't decided yet. I, I, I'm i telling myself I'd like to hold off and play it all at once at the end. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. You should, I'm, you should I'm
1: gonna do play episode. <laughs> yeah, you should do episode by episode because that's how I'm going to do it. Yeah, we could all do it together then. That'd yeah. be cool.
0: Yeah. We could have a spoiler topic with heavy spoiler warnings. Yeah. Um Let's hop into the news. So the first news story here comes by way of Polygon. Sources, Marvel vs. Capcom 4 coming in 2017. Um, this is by Michael McWurger over at Polygon and he writes, Marvel and Capcom characters will duke it out in a new crossover fighting game coming to consoles next year. Multiple sources tell Polygon that Marvel vs. Capcom 4 is currently in development and slated for a release sometime in 2017. Although Capcom hasn't officially announced the game, we've been told the company will unveil Marvel vs. Capcom 4 this week alongside Sony's PlayStation Experience event, where the Capcom Cup 2016 Street Fighter V tournament, because that's a mouthful, will be held. Uh, Fans of the series should expect Marvel vs. Capcom 4's roster of Marvel characters to draw strongly from the MCU. Um, and has full control over um, the, the roster uh, during the past decade. Um, that means fighting game fans will more likely see characters plucked from the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy and not from properties like X-Men. Expect to see superheroes like Ant-Man and Groot make appearances with characters of mutant origin. Think Wolverine and Magneto sitting out, out, sitting out this entry. Uh, a lack of X-Men characters in X-Marvel vs. Capcom would be a major departure for the franchise, which has roots that extend back to uh, Capcom's 1994 fighting game X-Men Children of the Atom. Uh, the last game in the crossover franchise, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Fate of Two Worlds, was released in early 2011 for 360 and PS3. A follow-up, Marvel uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, was released later that year. Those games featured X-Men mainstays Wolverine, Magneto, Phoenix, Storm, X-23, Sentinel, and other playable characters. Um, so, this is interesting. It doesn't surprise me personally because we uh, earlier this year we had from Bill Roseman, the head of Marvel Games, state that they have a new commitment to video games. Um, They're not doing the licensing thing that they used to do where they just say, hey, we need you to make a Spider-Man game in eight months. Just turn one out right. Um, It seems like they have a more committed, focused look at video games in the same way that they did movies, and look where that took them. Um, They unveiled, obviously, Spider-Man earlier this year at the PlayStation E3 conference. Um, We've heard rumblings of a Telltale Marvel game, which we've had uh, kind of spoiled for us a couple of weeks ago due to the rumors, or the leak from SAG-AFTRA of Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're possibly going to be seeing that as of recording tonight for the Game Awards. yeah, we have a game coming up later that I want to do with you guys, but are you guys surprised that we're going to possibly get a Marvel vs. Capcom 4 next year, considering the lackluster um, kind of uh, release that Street Fighter Five had?
1: No, I think the uh, superheroes are definitely in right now, and, you know, Injustice is coming back. Fighting games are still in, even though Street Fighter Five had its own problems. Um, and so I think this is uh, natural. Um, It's about time for another one, and I think that um, people really enjoy these games. Like, people talk a lot about these games um, very fondly. So um, I think it's going to be great, and I think uh, it's definitely going to happen.
0: Also, the huge thing here, too, is, A, we have a new Resident Evil coming out, so that's great for Capcom. Um, And also, uh, the other aspect of this is uh, this could possibly also be a... uh, a switch game as well yeah possibly yeah um and that would be cool too because i think a a portable fighting game uh would be cool because one of the big things in the switch trailer was you know playing with friends and stuff like that and uh it'd be interesting to see people play a fighting game on a a handheld like that yeah um something to the quality of marvel versus capcom so we're interested we're not surprised uh i i would say hopefully it's good but it's going to be good um you know sure they've never been bad and they've done nothing to prove otherwise um the, biggest, uh, the other biggest piece of news this week outside of that um, was the No Man's Sky Foundation update. This kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, we hadn't heard from Hello Games in a while and they basically dropped this on people. This is uh, the 1.1 update for uh, No Man's Sky. I'm going to briefly go through this because this is on their website and they have a lot of stuff in here. But I'm going to briefly go through what the update introduced. Um, so it basically introduced some new game modes. There's the normal mode, creative mode, and survival mode. Those are all kind of self-explanatory, I don't really need to go into those. Uh, they introduced base building, so you kind of – this was personally one of my big issues with um, No Man's Sky is that – and maybe it was you know gamers fault for seeing it this way, but I thought of it as like Space Minecraft, right? And one of the biggest things about Minecraft is being able to build your own – like, places, right? Right. And make it yours. And having a hub world is what I envisioned when No Man's Sky was first announced. And it's kind of what this is. You can set a home planet and you can, you know, build a base and um, you can kind of make really cool space structures and stuff like that. This is cool. This should have been something at release, I think, personally, in my opinion. Um, they also, also introduced uh, farming, which you can cultivate um, different, you know, plants that you find throughout different planets. Um, this is also something really cool. Um, you can make camp. Um, there's freighters that you can go inside. There's new resources and technology. There's a new user interface. Um, th- it's a ton of really awesome stuff. There's um, added motion blur, and they've fixed a lot of the issues with performance. To me personally, um, and I hope this doesn't come up as jaded, I think this is all stuff that should have been at release. This isn't yeah. something to me that this is like, we're improving a great game that's already out. This is like oh, we need to finish this game, you know? It's a and little that's bit, my biggest issue with it.
1: It's a little bit weak, Sauce. Sorry, go ahead. For sure. Definitely weak. Yeah,
0: well, these are all great features, but these aren't features that should have not been in the original game, you know? This isn't yeah. like... Yeah, it's it's really weird to me. Uh, Dom, what do you think about this? Do you think this was a little too late? Do you think it's kind of making the people who already enjoy No Man's Sky happier and it's not going to pull on anybody new? Like, what's your opinion on this huge update? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, in every sense, it's too late. So... Who is this for? Who's who's sitting there like, yes, finally, I'm gonna go back and play this. How many people like got their game refunded? This is like too little, too late, unfortunately. Um, And it's one of those. This whole thing has been crazy. uh, The whole Hello Games story,
1: but this is way makes you wonder. Way too late. I mean, the game came out yeah, in like, August.
0: This, I don't know if they were expecting this to be like, this is a reason for people to ask for No Man's Sky for Christmas. I'm sorry. People who don't have the certain games that came out this fall aren't going to be asking for No Man's Sky. It's not on the list. It's going to be Final Fantasy 15. It's going to be yeah. all the tremendous shooters that came out. Even people that weren't able to get Deus Ex. Like, th- this is not on the list of a majority of people's uh, Christmas you know, gift lists. So.
2: Yeah. So you're right. I definitely think you're right. This isn't going to get them all, all of a sudden a bunch more sales. Uh, it's... I think the goal here is just to kind of win back some goodwill. This is a karma you do, update did by the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just kind of, and I think it's too late for that, even to be yeah. honest. But we we will see future of Hello Games unfold, I guess.
0: Yeah, this is the 1.1 saving face update. And like, I wish the best for him. I don't <laughs> want I don't want Hello Games to fail or anything, but I think this all of this should be a a learning lesson for them. I think this should all be like. Hey, next time we're creating a game, we show that we can make really promising, interesting games, but instead of riding a bandwagon getting caught in the whole hoopla of hype and everything, let's do the next one right, you know? And I really hope that next time it comes around, as long as they handle it differently and they learn from their mistakes, I hope people give them a chance if the game is is great. But I don't think there's a lot of people writing them off like, Oh, Hello Games will never make anything good. I'm never gonna buy Hello Games, um, you know, game and I think that's dumb. Um, uh, I, 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 I like to um, hope for the good in people, and I think that maybe they learned enough from this showing as, as much effort. I, I'm pretty sure they ran the numbers and they have probably figured that this wouldn't bring in a lot of more sales, but I do think, like we talked about, this is a saving face update. This is them saying, like, we screwed up, for those of you who even care, we're putting this out there, you know? So, <laughs> That's sad.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. it is sad, and uh, I I understand why they went quiet, but if this was their outcome, if this is what they were planning, I would have been there every day saying, we screwed up, we're working on it, we're screwed up, we're working on it, we're bringing all these awesome things as soon as possible. Instead of going quiet and being like, here's a surprise update,
1: you know? Yeah, that was dumb.
2: But then how about this? Why Why didn't they, in addition to that, instead of putting it all in one update, why haven't they been sprinkling it yeah, out? Yeah, as they so finished it. could have gotten it? them out sooner. Yeah. Like, oh, we got this done, let's get this done. I mean, that's probably more work overall. You got to go through this past. I don't know
0: what the because process if they is, have it all but... in one update, it's going to be a bigger press release, meaning that it'll get in news more likely than small updates here and there, right? I don't know. It's yeah, but but at this point, it's like they're the last thing. But that... they're also in a situation that's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like if yeah. if they did one thing, people would complain. If they did another thing, people are going to complain. They yeah. kind of put themselves yeah. in that situation. Um, so many good options. Exactly. It's awesome for people who love No Man's Sky that they got this because this makes the game that they love even better, which is great for them. But yeah. this isn't selling any more copies, unfortunately, I don't think. I think we're kind of in a consensus on that. So, um, The next story here uh, is really interesting. This comes away with GameSpot. This story kind of came out of left field. This is by Eddie over at GameSpot. And he writes, driving to a store to buy games may soon be a thing of the past, EA exec says. As it stands today, the physical gaming market is still very big business for electronic arts, but the FIFA and Battlefield publisher is bullish on a more digital centric future. Speaking today at a NASDAQ investor briefing in Europe, Uh, Blake Jorgensen, who is their uh, CFO, pointed out that the company already makes more than half of its total revenue from digital sources. This is spread between full game downloads, add-on content, subscriptions, and mobile. The other half is physical, which is a significant chunk of the pie, but digital may overtake it in the coming years. EA's latest numbers show that 25% of its full games were downloaded last fiscal year, spanning Origin, Xbox Live, and PlayStation Network. That figure will rise to close to 30% for the current fiscal year. Some games skew higher uh, towards digital than others, Jorgensen said, without naming any names. While uh, impediments like bandwidth speed and and the need for credit cards still exist, Jorgensen said consumers are driving the trend towards an all-digital future because ultimately it's convenient. Like in books, music, film, and TV, we see that the consumer will ultimately consume games digitally. Over the next five years, Jorgensen predicts the full game download figures for EA games could reach 50%. This benefits EA as the margins are higher for digital products that aren't sold at a physical retailer. Brick-and-mortar stores still remain important, uh, Jorgensen said, at least for now. So we've been talking about this. We've been talking about digital, and we've kind of said all this before. The biggest barrier to entry is the bandwidth issues, right? Um, And this is crazy to see that the numbers are speaking for themselves. People are buying digitally more at a higher rate than, than physically overall, right? So like, um, it's I think the numbers are a lot bigger than people expected. Um, for every person that's like, I'm not buying things digitally, I need my physical copies, I hear personally two or three people like, it's just easier to download stuff. And the, the other biggest barrier to entry is storage. Storage is becoming way cheaper. I, I recently saw this morning that there's a sale that you can buy an eight terabyte uh, SSD for 110 bucks. That's insane to me. It's it what? was a sale. It was a sale on Amazon. It was crazy. Well eight terabytes. Yeah. I didn't even know they made SSDs that big and then for that price dude, that uh, that sounds absurd. Yeah. So um I, I, I this isn't surprising to me. I think it's awesome that somebody from a big company like this um is coming out and saying this kind of thing. And uh, obviously, for them, they want digital sales, right? Because they don't have to deal with the retailer expenses and stuff like that. And uh, it's quicker purchases too. Like you figure, somebody's more likely if there's a sale online and they see it there right in front of them to be able to do two-click, uh, two-button clicks, and to buy a game as opposed to being in the store and having to walk that to the cash register and thinking to themselves, "Is this worth it? Do I need it?" They see other stuff they need. You know, a digital sale is a way quicker sale. Um, And I think they know that, and I think they know that, uh, like they stated, with games, um, it's going to turn to what music and movies are, where people are buying digitally, you know? Uh, So, what do you guys think about this? Uh, Is he right on the money? I mean, obviously the numbers speak for themselves, right? Yeah, exactly. I think,
1: um, just naturally, this is the way things are going, and eventually, once, you know, consoles have huge storage, and um, download speeds are faster, and... uh, everything just becomes easier, I think it's going to just happen pretty much overnight.
0: Yeah, and there's going to I think there's going to be boutique-ish places where you can buy, like, physical versions or collector's editions because with music, the you know, digital is the way of the future for music, but people still love vinyl records. I know it's, that's not really apples to apples, but I still think there will be some physical versions of games, like, way later on down the line when it's majority uh, digital. I think there's going to be those kind of, like... Uh, those hobbyist kind of places, you know, where people are like, I still want my physical copies. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Dom, what did you have to say? You wanted to say something?
2: Well, well yeah, it's it's never going to – I mean it's going to be a long time before it's completely gone because, I mean, you walk into Walmart and you still see CDs for sale. Yeah, right? exactly. Which is odd. And I'm sure that the statistics are even more skewed for music that people are not even buying digitally anymore but streaming. Yep. Which I think is the next step, as I've said before, that eventually we'll be streaming games as well, but – I'm not going to get into that. Also um, an MP3
0: file is way smaller than a video game. So it's a lot that's easier. That's a good point. Yeah. So the limitations aren't as aren't as high. As also downloading a game with the recent introductions mm-hmm. of data caps with Xfinity and stuff like that, that's a huge barrier for digital purchases as well. So Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a bummer.
0: Yeah. So we're going to see what happens um, but according to EA CFO, digital is the future. Shocker. No one saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, this comes with. Water right, is wet. Right. The sky is blue. Um, this comes with IGN. Uh, Evan Campbell writes: No Spider-Man PS4 game at PSX or the Game Awards. Um, we're hard at work on cool stuff to share in 2017. Don't expect to see the new Spider-Man PS4 game at PSX or the Game Awards this week. Developer Insomniac Games announced on Twitter that the PlayStation 4 exclusive will skip both events in December. Hey, webheads, we're not showing new Spider-Man PS4 content at PSX or the Game Awards, but we're hard at work on cool stuff to share in 2017 um and it goes on to talking about the the reveal at e3 and all that stuff um the big thing here uh we talked about we've talked about this a couple of times um i personally said even from the ps3 comfort of uh, ps3 the playstation mm. e3 conference that spider-man and god of war wouldn't come out next year i was i was kind of a uh, kind of adamant about that and spider-man wasn't the hardest one to call considering it doesn't even have a name um But God of War was the one that we – a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, they stated that that wasn't going to be at PSX either. So neither of these games, in my opinion, are coming out next year. What do you guys think? Is this – Spider-Man and uh, God of War not being at PSX, is this confirming that we're probably not going to see them next year?
1: Yeah. Definitely for Spider-Man. Not like footage. Definitely for Spider-Man, most likely for God of War.
2: Yeah, God of War has a slightly better chance, but I still don't. I still doubt it.
1: Yeah. They're going to have Horizon and, you know, at least one other game um, next year. Maybe Detroit. I think uh, Detroit is
0: probably going to be that game, yeah. It could be Days Gone, too. I doubt it, but... It could be. Well, if Spider-Man and God weren't there, what's their big thing for PSX, you know? Like, it's one of those is going to be it, I think. So, we'll see. It's interesting. Um, Some people are complaining, like, why did you just ruin people's, uh, like expectations for the event by saying this beforehand and making it worse for yourself. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Like it's, i actually appreciate them saying this because they're coming forth Ryan saying like, Hey, just so you guys don't get your hopes up. We're not going to be there, but get excited for other stuff. Kind of thing. You know, I appreciate that. Maybe being straightforward. So
2: maybe a hundred thousand people tweeted at them and asked them, Hey, are you going to show anything at this event? You know, I imagine that's the case. And they said, No, we're not. Just temper your expectations, but we're working hard on it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we're going to get plenty of Marvel news with the Game Awards and PSX, considering Marvel vs. Capcom 4 is apparently going to be shown at PSX, and we're uh, rumored going to see Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale at Game Awards. So, you know, there's plenty of Marvel stuff coming out, so just, you know, chill. (laughs) Um, Speaking of PSX, Jordan, what is your topic for us?
1: My topic is called PSX of Dreams and basically um, I just want you guys to give me a little rundown um, of your dream Sony conference um, coming up on Saturday Um, so just uh, break it down for me give me a few things that you would love to see and you know be detailed about the way you want the game presented um, or the demo to go or whatever. Um, who comes out to talk about it and all that, so um, I guess we can kind of just bounce around but um, for me, there's um, a few games I would love to see announced that I think could be really cool Um, you know, like if we saw a new Prince of Persia if we saw a new skate game or a new Dead Space game we talked about that earlier for E3 um And then I'd really like to see, um, you know, Sony really pushing the first party because they didn't do that last year. At PSX, at least, there just wasn't much first party stuff. And I get that um, PSX is a smaller conference, but it is PlayStation experience, and you do need to have the first party there. So, um, of course, my dream PSX is going to include uh, a demo of Sucker Punch's new infamous game, Um, and yes, I am wanting them to stick on the Infamous franchise, even though I feel like they're probably not going to, but, um, I'd love to see them do better with story because that was the roughest part of Infamous Second Son. It was nearly perfect on a gameplay level, but the story was, um, pretty bland to be quite honest. So, um, it was, it was totally serviceable and it wasn't bad, I would say, but it, uh, just was not super... Exciting! So, um, I'd love to see um, gameplay, a full gameplay demo of the new Infamous game by Sucker Punch, um, and if they just took uh, fetch the uh, one of the protagonists from Infamous Second Son and First Light, and you can kind of just ditch Delson because he's not nothing too special. Um, so there's that, and then um, I know it's kind of early because the game just came out this year, but it'd be really cool. Maybe they don't have anything to show, but if insomniac came out and maybe like Ted price or whatever came out and said, Hey, uh, we're going to continue this ratchet and clank franchise on the PS4. And, um, you know, maybe the title of the game and the logo or whatever, um, that'd be really cool. So, um, I'll probably have a couple more things to say, but why don't you guys give some thoughts out?
2: All right. I got it for you. The Last of Us Two. Okay, how is it presented? Uh, hmm. I think it'll be at the end of the the big gameplay trailer for uh, the Uncharted Four Story DLC. Oh, okay. We'll probably start out showing that uh, also part of your PSX survival of mode. Yeah, this is my PSX. Of, I don't think this will happen. <laughs> um, So they'll probably, Naughty Dog will show off uh, that survival mode for Uncharted 4, whatever that's about, and then move into that story DLC for Uncharted 4. And then I think at the end, you get like a, nothing remotely gameplay, but just a quick something cinematic clip of the next Last of Us and then a logo or something. Something something short and sweet, that would would be ideal to me. And then also I'll throw in some Vita stuff.
0: I don't know what, I don't know what, what capacity, but that would be cool. I have three awesome ideas, so I'm gonna break them down for you. It's funny because I don't even own a PlayStation, but uh, so my PSX first PSX of going off dreams
1: of... for Jared Phil Spencer comes out and says that all <laughs> We've purchased... Xbox games are now available on PlayStation.
0: How would that benefit me? It would be the opposite. All PlayStation <laughs> vice games versa, are available yeah. on Xbox. Yeah, vice versa. Um, that would be the PSX of nightmares. Uh, for me. But uh so you said Last of Us Two. I think it'd be cool if Neil Druckmann comes out on stage, right, and he's standing there, and all of a sudden in the back couple of rows, Ashley Johnston stands up and she's like, Joel! And Neil Druckmann rips <laughs> off the suit or whatever he's wearing, and he's what? wearing Joel's gear. And then they have some kind of like dialogue what the between fuck each is other, this and then he plays a the trailer for Last of Us Two. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if Ashley Johnson talk- just stood up and yelled like at Joel. That'd be cool. You, you want to talk about PSX
1: of nightmares? What? You don't want Ashley Johnson there? Uh, no, it's fine. It, that's just kinda like uh I don't uh, That would be so yeah, cheesy for like a PlayStation press conference. <laughs> I don't know about that. And also Neil uh, like Druckmann. Most didn't of their play stuff Joel. is cheesy. No, I know he doesn't play Joel, but he has that gruffy look.
0: So it's like he could tear it off and then be wearing the cosplay. But why wouldn't you just... And he looks more like if him. If you have
1: Ashley Johnston, why wouldn't you also have Troy Baker there?
0: <laughs> uh, I guess that's a good point. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So the second thing is... Uh, so with the with the uh, Crash... Crash uh, up Or, oh, yeah. or re, uh, remake. Um, I think it'd be cool if they went back to the mascot era... So, they have, like, a newer version of the Crash Bandicoot suit, and it comes down, it comes down through the aisle, coming all the way to the stage, and they go to take off the head, and it's Shuhei under there, and then he gives a presentation <laughs> for Crash, I think that'd be cool. Um, oh my and then the gosh, last thing,
1: your PSX is like a trip, it's like an acid trip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome. And then... Uh, wow. Not 'Cause I want a little bit more personality.
0: Like the, my biggest issue with the PlayStation E three conference is that it was just like bang, 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 bang. And there was no like you know, we talked about this in nauseum, we don't need to go into it. But like bang, at least bang, with Xbox, bang. Phil Spencer gives like a personality and it just it didn't feel like friendly, right? Is that a bang? The PlayStation bang, bang, a day
1: bang it a bang, Instead that a bang bang, bang it a bang? Um, bang, bang, bang.
0: The uh the last thing for me that would be personally cool, so one of my favorite series is is Spyro. It's not the Best franchise ever, but I think a, a definite reboot is in the make. I think it's a character that you can definitely um, sell to kids, right? And I think it'd be cool if it did kind of like the whole uh, Smaug uh, kind of thing, where it's like you think it's like this weird like like realistic fantasy game, right? And it's like you kind of see like this dragon like sleeping or something, and it kind of looks terrifying. And then it ends up, like, switching on a dime to it actually being, like, Spyro sleeping, but it was all, like, lighting effects and sound effects, right? And then it just reintroduces Spyro, I think, would be really cool. Um, I think that character is underused now because it got used so heavily and so poorly. Uh, it was one of those characters that they just kept churning out game after game after game and it just got really bad and no one bought it, right? Um, like Spy- The original Spyro wasn't a fantastic game, but I definitely think there's a lot of uh, interesting things they could do with it. And considering the fact that there have been... Uh, you know, rumors that Skyliners is actually going to be going out of production as well following suit Disney Infinity because of uh, lowered sales uh, month over month. Um, I think it'd be cool to have Spiral come back to the forefront. Um, And this is all dream stuff. I don't think any three of those things would ever happen, obviously. Um, But, yeah, I think the Spiral thing would be really cool of them, like, making it really serious and, oh, what what dragon is this? Is this, like, a Hobbit game or is this, like, Dragon Age or is this, like, something weird and then, you know, like, the lights, like, Get bright and stuff like that, and it's just Spyro sleeping, just a little baby dragon.
1: I'm gonna laugh when That's pretty much it. I'm gonna laugh when Jared gets really excited when that trailer actually starts, and then they actually just decided to make a uh, a Hobbit video game adaptation movie like three years later. <laughs> oh god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be that'd be something else. Imagine I don't know, I mean, never mind <laughs> I was going to say imagine if somebody else came out in a suit But I think I have enough suits In my in my dream presentation Um. Yeah, do you have anything else? Any, any yeah, other so, dream scenarios? I mean, Insomniac's like your big one That's like, you want that more than anything, right?
1: Well, Sucker Punch, but sucker punch. Uh, Insomniac sucker punch. Is, is very Close behind And then, you want to talk about PSX of Dreams Boys The next one behind those two Naughty Dog comes out and they're making motherfucking Jack 4 and it's real boys and it's like it's open world and it's badass and it's like Mad Max and you're driving around these sand dunes (laughs) when you're buggy that you can customize and shit oh my god looking at that I look at that Jack 4 concept art that they released all the time it looks so fucking amazing and they could do such a great job and they could do the return to the mascot platformer, uh, Justice, and it would be amazing. And Naughty I don't think Dog they even need
0: to call it for. They could just call it Jack. Uh, Jack, Jack Daxter and Daxter. I don't something. care yeah. what they call it's it. It's so far along.
1: As long as it exists, right? Right. And then they would, <laughs> yeah. they would, they would, they would remember how to make games fun again, and like really like make games enjoyable instead of just making them movies that you play through. And that's that is the true PSX of dreams right there is the return to uh, form of Naughty Dog.
0: Before we close that, I just want to uh, preface this by saying uh, that uh, we're, we're recording this the Thursday before PSX, so yes. by the time you hear this, it would already happen. But and you're already imagine... going to see
1: Shuhei take off the mascot head. Yeah. And, yep. yeah, you're going to see all this stuff have already played out. and be, Jack and Daxter 4. If,
0: so usually there's, like, two rows to walk down, right? And, like the crash suit comes walking down one and the jack suit comes walking down the other and they meet on stage and then they take off their, their hat heads and it's Shuhei and Gio Corsi. That'd be really cool. Joel! Um, that'd be really awesome. Joel! I, th- yeah, the thing with... The thing having Neil Druckmann do it doesn't make sense. on that That'd be really cool if Ashley Johnson called to Joel and then Troy Baker came out, right? That'd be cool. Then- be, it would be cringy and wouldn't it be, you know, great, but I think it'd be an interesting <laughs> way of, like... People will be like, "What the hell's going on?" You know, and like, "Wait, last of was 2 You know, It'd be like a, a surprise. Jared,
1: thing. I really I want you to do Sony's PSX. Just write their whole conference next year, and just like, I would love to see what that contains. Just Dude, if they gave me like everything that needs connects. to be announced.
0: Oh, it would be great! Oh my God, I'd have I'd have an army of like fifteen people dressed as a character from
1: Knack. Oh boy, <laughs> would you have? Uh, would you bring old Kevin Butler back? Hell yeah! Well, if legally, if I could, yes, I would. that'd be awesome. <laughs> Jackie
0: T, um, slick kid, Jackie, Jackie T. T. Uh,
1: yeah, I think. Hey we guys, all,
0: it's Jackie T. We all said some pretty ridiculous stuff. Well, I mean, Last of Us Two, I think, is the least ridiculous out of everything. Um. No, I I don't think yours were too ridiculous. I think mine were probably the most ridiculous, the most dream scenario. Okay, I got one Um, one
1: more tiny little thing here. Even better than Naughty Dog coming out and doing Jack 4, Dom, is Naughty Dog coming out and doing Jack X Combat Racing 2. A sequel to Jack (laughs) X by Naughty Dog themselves. I want it. I need it. And Jared, if you were right in the conference, I might even get it. Yeah, that is true. You know, my <laughs> last stream comes out in a Jack co- in a Daxter costume and takes off the mascot head. Oh man, he drives up in a car on
0: stage like they did with uh Twisted Metal when they had the, the car <laughs> come on stage. That'd be dope. Um, my last stream scenario is the most grounded, I think, but for me. I I would love to see them come out with Kingdom Hearts 3 and they just show a shit ton of Pixar worlds.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that would be great. Some Star Wars, some Marvel, I could dig.
0: Just, like, a whole parade of, like, here's... You know, kind of like the thing that Mass Effect did when they first showed off, like, the concept art of the different worlds. Right. But this is just all, like, Pixar and and Star Wars and Marvel, and I would just be drooling, you know? That'd be so awesome. Because, I. I'll actually be able to play Kingdom Hearts three on a non Sony console, which is cool to me. I never actually
1: thought I'd be able to do that. That might not be the case anymore. Really? Um, yeah, I heard a while back that uh, the Kingdom Hearts pre order disappeared from the Xbox store, and they yeah. just announced that they're uh, remastering all the old games that they just put on PS three, and they're not coming to Xbox One.
0: Well, that makes sense because it's. I, I could see that the why the old ones wouldn't, and yeah. it could be that maybe with a uh, Sony might be, might assign some kind of exclusivity deal with maybe pre-ordering or or marketing or something. Who knows? I still don't think. Yeah, hopefully. I, I'm just saying it, it team, is I
1: up think. in the air. It's it's not it's not a for sure thing.
0: Yeah, that would suck, but alas, that is our PSX dreams. Hopefully, one of them comes true, if not all of them. <laughs> somehow i don't know how that would be possible
1: lightsaber but, uh... keyblades god that oh man
0: oh i can't wait hopefully hopefully we see that sometime soon um the second topic here uh dishonor 2 dom you've played it you have your impressions how is it it's great did you play the first one that's all no I uh, no <laughs> so yeah. um ten second topic. I did
2: play the first one I played the first one about I don't know seventy eighty percent through never actually Finished so well it. <laughs> but so I, I do I do need to go back and do that sometime it, it since been i know how it ended, so I was fine jumping into the second one, but uh the first one came for free with the second one as a digital code, so <clears throat> I'll get to it eventually um yeah, Dishonored two i it first the first the best thing about it is. The art style, the art direction, just the uh the stylistic nature of the game is fucking cool. As oh shit. yeah. Um I don't I don't know how to best to describe it, but like every like even the menus are really damn cool. Uh I don't even know how to describe exactly how they are, but it just it's cool and it fits. They the kinda look the painted, don't they? The aesthetic.
1: Like
2: a yeah, paintbrush. Yeah, they're like painted but edgy yeah. looking. I don't know how to, it's it's all really cool. Um and then of course the the gameplay is exactly you know what I what I expected. So I'm, you can play as Corvo or as Emily. Uh, but as I like opened up with that cutscene, it seemed like this was meant to be played as Emily. I don't know. That's just the way the story felt. So that's why I chose. Apparently they have a little bit different powers. Hers are more focused on stealth, I guess. But um, I'll go back through and do a Corvo playthrough one day. Um, but it is. At least, uh, maybe I have less patience than I used to, but Dishonored 2 feels much more difficult than the first one did because I never had any real issues. I mean, it's a hard thing to adjust to the first person stealth. Um, You know, from that perspective, stealth games are just freaking hard. I mean, just the way it is. Uh, You brought that up before, Jordan, and it's definitely a worthwhile complaint here because Dishonored 2 especially is much more difficult
1: than I remember the first one being. I'd love to play Dishonored in third person. That would be so dope.
2: Yeah, and that's one of those things where, like, I, I would, in my head, theoretically, that would be better to me, too. But I don't, the, the way the game is made is just supposed to be in, it's, it's just meant to be first person, I guess. I mean, it would just feel too weird. But either way, um, all, the, all the powers are really cool. Um, the more, Like, the farther you go along and the more runes you find. So, in this case, you don't level up and gain new powers unless you actually go and find these runes which I've hardly done. So I'm actually like only using a couple powers to get through the game. And I'm only, I'm only have one chapter left. So I'm like over 90% done actually. Wow. Um, Yeah, I've been burning through it. It's the so story a lot is of people really were cool saying too. There's a
0: wall that you hit, that there's one mission that is easily identifiable as being way harder than any other. I don't know what the name of I... it was. I just remember a lot of people chattering on Twitter and stuff saying that there's this one part in Dishonored 2, that the uh, difficulty spikes pretty hard.
1: Would you say that they were twittering on Twitter? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember any one level in particular, but
2: the stealth and it, it's like the enemies see you like that, like instantly. I heard the AI is pretty good. And then it's, and it's more realistic that way because most stealth games are extremely unrealistic and you can just toy with people, which would never obviously happen. Yeah, it's and it's not perfect but yeah they see you instantly in, in in scenarios where you wouldn't think they would and then as soon as that little meter flies up and they see you everyone in the room is alerted and then and then it's just chaos and there's not much you can do um i've been trying to play through without killing people as much as i can uh actually pretty good story one of the missions uh i knocked out cuz you every time you sneak up on someone you can actually choke them out or kill them um so on one of the, and most missions end with, you know, take out this target, kind of like Assassin's Creed where like your end goal is to eliminate, not necessarily kill. There's plenty of different ways that you can handle things. Um, so I had knocked out the, the objective in one mission and then the way to like non-violently eliminate him was to put him in this weird memory chamber and erase all his memory so he couldn't continue to do what he was doing. I won't get into it too much. And so I knocked him out up on this ledge. And I'm like, oh, okay, he needs to go down there. So I, I thought I could just toss his body <laughs> over this ledge and he could safely land in the chair. And I'd be like, okay, no kill play. Th-. Like, good. Yeah, we're awesome. No, it killed him the fall. Yeah, <laughs> Shocker. They can even
1: drown if uh, you choke them out and they fall in a puddle. Spoiler, it yeah, turns out that guy uh... <laughs> was not a cat. Yeah. No, I, I didn't even, I don't know why I didn't think of
2: it. I'm just used to like, for some reason, I felt like it's a game and I can throw someone who's knocked out and he'll be fine. Yeah. It just had that ragdoll feel, but then, nope,
0: oh, he's dead as shit. I have a question um, for you before we close out. Um, so, you said you picked Emily because at the beginning of the game, you felt as if this is Emily's story, right? You felt as if that's the character you wanted to play with because that that's what it felt like was best to you. Do you Playing through this game, do you think, and obviously you won't know until you play through it again um, as Corvo, do you think that there's replay value there for you personally? Do you think it's worth going through again as him? hundred percent, because I, I don't know from first hand experience
2: quite yet, but apparently Corvo has a completely different set of powers. Which, if he has the same ones from the first game, then I can I can say that Emily's powers are way different. Uh, you still have the equivalent of that blink power that just you know teleports so you forward.
0: For you, is Dishonored more of a franchise for you of gameplay than it is narrative? I don't know. I mean, the, the story is really cool, actually, and I've en-
2: I'm enjoying. Following along with it, but it's really—I guess it is mostly about the gameplay and the the freedom it gives you. So most games will tout, or many games will tout that you know well, you can handle this situation in several different ways. In Dishonored, you can literally handle any situation in a hundred different ways. There's always another way to do something or to get somewhere. It's ridiculous, um, and the powers you have, like kind of like let you own the world, and you can go and most places and do so many things like your freedom is just it's incredible and it's not this is not an open world game this is like freedom within the levels to like do things in so many different ways and that's what it's really about i think and and that's something that i've not heard of any other game
0: having i'm just interested in like when you do get to playing it again and you're playing as corvo if him having different abilities is enough for you because a lot of people are saying that um the narrative itself doesn't really change at all um if you play as him they just kind of a lot of times they replace the name Emily with the name Corvo a lot of times, and there's only slight dialogue changes. So I'm, I'm going to be interested to hear your opinion on you feel like validated enough to play through a second time with just those gameplay changes. Like if it's satisfying enough to you. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think it. I think
2: it will be because in it, even if the the story itself doesn't change, the way you can do things yeah. can change so much. And if you choose to kill someone instead of uh, handling them differently the first time, that does that has to change the narrative at least a little bit. Um and the way the levels progress, um, there's just so many different ways to do things. I can't say that enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So overall, your your initial impressions of Dishonored Two is what would what you what do you grade it? Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, is it in your game of the year category? It might not be number one, obviously, because Uncharted Four. It, is no, not it's 4. Uh, it's up there. I think Uncharted Four still holds that title,
2: followed by Gears Gears of War Four, but Uncharted or, uh, Dishonored might be third on that list. I will have to. Go through everything in my thoughts oh, again awesome. and figure so out really what other enjoyed games enjoyed I played. it. That's great. I, yeah,
0: I really am. It's it's fantastic. Uh, before we close out this topic and go to the last topic, real quick, Jordan, just you can give me a yes or no. The little bit of Final Fantasy fifteen you have played so far, do you think that it's leading towards it possibly being one of your favorite games of this year? I know you're very early on, so it's kind of a tough question. But just kind of that curve, you see that curve going up towards that, or I
1: would just say that it hasn't. Uh, you know, it's still in the contending. It hasn't done anything so far that's uh, removed itself from the game. Okay, so the arrow up—it's an arrow up, not an arrow down. Sure, it's—you know—I've only played a couple hours, so I don't know too much, but um, yeah, it's definitely in there. We'll see. I'm interested to
0: see both your guys' impressions on obviously Final Fantasy Fifteen and Dishonored Two, respectively. It's going to be yeah interesting because. Those games seem like they're both very well-crafted. One took way longer than the other, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the last topic here, um, and this is kind of a handicap for for Dom, considering he's not super involved in the MCU as far as being caught up with all the movies or anything like that. But earlier in the podcast, we talked about Marvel vs. Capcom 4, and uh, the whole issue of Marvel wanting this to be focused more on the MCU, so there's going to be less um, uh, X-Men characters and stuff like that, which kind of makes sense. Um, you know, they want people, they want the game sales to drive the movie sales and vice versa. So, what I did is I ended up getting a a picture or a list of all of the original Marvel vs. Capcom four, uh, 3 roster. So, it's all of the Marvel characters, and I eliminated anybody that is owned by Fox. Um, so, any X Men, Deadpool included, um, and uh, I eliminated all of them. So, there's nine open spots on this roster, and this is just. You know, thinking that they're going to have the same number of characters. So, on the, uh, I also came up with a, a a list of all the other MCU characters that aren't currently in the game. So, we're going to go over them one by one as quickly as possible. And we're going to come up with the nine people that are going to replace the X-Men characters that are getting removed, okay? And we're going to we're, we get a list of like, there's nine, so we can get a list of like 12 to 13-ish, and then we'll narrow it down. And when I name the character, just think about it, and we'll talk about whether or not they deserve to be in the running. Um, so first off, Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy is already in the game, so he he can't be put in the game twice, obviously. So Groot, do you think Groot should or or, or would be in Marvel vs. Capcom 4's roster?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think he's a lovable character. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, um, so, he's, I think I'm going to put a star next to him. He's a definitive in, for sure. I think Groot's so much of a lovable character. Um, they can have some kind of weird um, play there of baby Groot and regular Groot. Um, and obviously... Is this the tree? Yeah. He's a tall tree guy. Okay. And Marvel vs. Capcom a lot is about tagging in and out. So, I think that, uh, that synergy with Rocket Raccoon would be really awesome. So, I think I Groot's definitely him.
1: a must. I could see him doing some really cool moves, like extending his tree arms and just smashing people up and down against the
0: yeah the trunking them yeah. he'll be a, he'll probably be a juggler he'll probably be able to juggle people um yeah. so next up star lord do you think star lord's going to be in it
1: um s- i think he's a maybe i don't know if he's yeah. a definitive i'm going to say maybe i think he's for a maybe sure. we'll
0: put it yeah we'll put him on the maybe list right now i'm actually going to say right
1: no over. for him because i'm going to say yes to your next question which is gamora there you go She's a total, you think total yes, dude. She's a badass assassin.
0: Uh, I'm going to put, since I, I consider it a no, we'll put it, we'll, so Star-Lord is on the maybe, Gamora is on the maybe. Both, I think she's made in that for that a fighting
1: area. game.
0: Yeah, that is true. Um, and then Drax, do you think Drax, they don't have a lot of heavies in Marvel vs. Capcom, so I don't know if they'd if they'd want uh, to add him. Um, but it could be, there could be some cool synergy there. Yeah. Um, do you think he's a maybe sitting so far? I'm going to say
1: no for Drax.
0: Okay. Um, Now we're going to go to the defenders. Iron Fist is already in the game. So the other defenders we have are Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Punisher. Um, Personally, I don't think Jessica Jones or Punisher are going to make the cut, no matter what. Um, Punisher just doesn't make sense because he has guns. I know, obviously, Iron Man has guns and stuff, but...
2: Completely reliant on guns. Yeah,
0: the Punisher isn't really... You don't think of him as like a hand-to-hand combat guy, so I don't think he fits. Yeah. Uh, and Jessica Jones is on that cusp. I think they definitely need more female characters in fighting games. So I think it's a Gamora or Jessica Jones kind of thing. And I think I'm going to write that down as we'll we'll decide. Unless you think Jessica Jones has no shot, then we can put through Gamora. What do you think? Yeah, I'd Jordan? say Jessica yeah.
1: Jones is a no, definite no.
0: Okay, so They're Gamora makes yes, the though. cut by default. So it's Gamora and Groot we have so far, 2 out of 9. Um, what about Luke Cage or Daredevil? I think Daredevil is 100% yes. Because of the success of the Netflix series, um, I, I think he – if you need to replace Deadpool with somebody, I think he's kind of – from a fighting standpoint, I think he's a good um, you know, replacement for him. Obviously, they don't have the, pers- the same personality, but um, I think Daredevil is a lock. What about you?
1: I say Daredevil so and yes. Luke Cage are both Do-
0: locks. That, I think yeah, I don't know much fitting. about
2: Luke Cage, but I mean, uh, Daredevil. As soon as you
0: select the character, the screen just turns black, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So yeah. I think uh, I'm with you on Daredevil and Luke Cage, Jordan. I think we'll both we'll put them both in as a lock. I think that that's fitting. Um, I think we're both uh, we we're, we're all in agreement, right? That Punisher doesn't make sense, and Jessica Jones either. They just I don't think they're going to make the cut. Um, next up, we have uh, Captain Marvel. Do you think you know? People people want Captain Marvel to be good because it's the first um, female-led Marvel movie. Do you think they're gonna put her in this game?
1: Yeah, she's a really powerful superhero and has some really cool cosmic powers. So I'd say she's definite. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think they, I think they want Captain Marvel to become an an Iron Man or like a Captain America, but for like, you know, females and little girls and stuff like that. I think they want. Captain Marvel to be a very prominent presence in Marvel. So I think they're trying to put her in anywhere they can because they want her to be, be a thing, you know, yeah. um, they want her to be Marvel's wonder woman. I I personally think, yeah. Um, I, I think she's, I think she's a lock as well. Um, so next up, uh, we have the inhumans. Now the inhumans might sound weird because they're not known by a lot of people, but with the recent announcement of the IMAX kind of introduction into the television show, Um, The Inhumans are going to be a big thing. People wondered why the movie got canceled. This is why, because they came up with another way to introduce the Inhumans. Um, They're also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a little bit. Um, And Inhumans are kind of like Marvel's workaround to mutants, since they can't really use X-Men in a way. That's why they were able to use uh, Inhumans on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I have a a picture here of the seven main uh, Inhumans most of them, people don't care Most of them, all of them, people don't care about. But the ones that people know the most are Black Bolt. Um, who's the black, he, he has a black suit. He's known f-, kind of for like um, very like high pitched sound and stuff like that. Um, there's Medusa, uh, who a lot of people are familiar with with her crazy hair. Um, and then the other two I would say that, that are the most prominent are Triton and Karnak. Triton's like, he looks like a mer person, not like a mer man, but he just looks like a scaly fish dude. And uh, Karnak kind of looks like Megamind if you guys remember that movie. Uh, that's the easiest way to describe him. Um, but as far as like the characters that I think could possibly be in it's, I think it's either uh, Medusa or Black Bolt. Um, yeah. you're probably not too familiar with these characters, Dom. Uh, Jordan, not at all. do you think Black Bolt or Medusa make the cut? Medusa could be interesting because of her hair, right? They could do some really cool stuff with that. Yeah. Um,
1: I'd say do you, you could... think
0: either they make the cut or Inhumans is too abstract.
1: I think they'd probably both make the cut because they're going to try to um, be using those characters now, and um, I think they'd both work well.
2: Okay, now, so... Remember, they do have to hold off, probably, on some bigger characters that they want to use, uh, so they have something for DLC, right? You yeah, exactly. These games? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um but I think it's going to be one of those things where it's the DLC will have characters of. So I think they will there will have like an Inhumans character and then other ones will be DLC. You know, um, so I you don't want to be like you don't want to be like Star Wars Battlefront where your new DLC characters are like audible random people that yeah. no one the hell knows. <laughs> so I agree with you on Black Bolt, Jordan. That's a definite lock. Medusa, I'm putting on the maybe list. So so far we have one, two, three, four, five, six people locked in. We only have three more positions, three more spots, uh, and we're barely getting to Civil War. So, I'm running down the list. Captain America, Iron Man, already in the game. Um, Hawkeye, already in the game. So that leaves Ant-Man. I personally think Ant-Man's a lock. Uh, but what do you How think, How are you going to do that? Think he's a
1: lock. How are you going to be able to see him when he goes tiny on the screen?
0: Uh, I think they can... They. I don't think he'll be tiny, uh, forever. I think it's going to be one of his combos where it kind of shows him turning tiny and then getting big and using momentum as, like, a move. Um... I think it'd be more of like a like a finishing combo or something. I don't know if he could necessarily turn small during combat, but I think he could turn big. Um, it seems like you're a little opposed to that, so we're going to put Ant-Man for now on the maybe list. Um, next up, Black Panther. This could be a lock too. I'd say um, Black
1: Panther is perfect for DLC.
0: You think Black Panther's a DLC character? Yeah. Uh, I could see that, definitely. Um, we'll, we'll, so he's not going to make the list. Um, I think, yeah, it, considering if the game comes out mid Mid to late next year, Black Panther is the following year, that could be a nice timing for them. So I definitely see that, I understand where you're coming from there. Black Panther would be an awesome character, I, I really hope he comes to the forefront. That cast is awesome, like, it, they uh, recently cast somebody else as his mother, I forgot who Angela Bassett? Yeah. Oh man, that cast is coming together like gold, man, it's awesome. Um, that's one of my most anticipated Marvel movies, personally, is Black Panther. Um. Next up, Winter Soldier or Vision? Do you think either of these two guys make it? Uh, I think Winter Soldier has more of a chance than Vision. Because he's, you know, hand-to-hand combat. Um,
1: I'd say, yeah, you could do Winter Soldier and then uh, Vision is good for DLC as well.
0: Okay, so Winter Soldier is going to be a lock. Uh, The last couple of group of people here, we have Black Widow, War Machine and Scarlet Witch, and Falcon. Do you think any of those make the cut? Repeat that. Falcon, Scarlet Witch, War Machine, and Black Widow. I think the only one that's possible is probably Black Widow. Um, I would
1: say uh, War Machine and... Um, um, Scarlet Witch or Scarlet Falcon? Scarlet
0: Witch. Hmm, okay. Those would be uh, my I can thing. see War Machine. I just... I don't, I don't see Scarlet Witch fitting in too well, and I don't think it. See that she's one of those tiptoeing the line of the X Men thing, you know. Oh, obviously, yeah. she's Magneto's daughter and stuff like that. So, I could see War Machine though. I could see him because, like I said before, Marvel's Capcom is all about teaming up. So, I think that'd be interesting. We'll put War Machine on the list. So let me count them up, and we'll see what we're sitting at, and then we'll see what else we need to finish the roster. So we have War Machine, Captain Marvel, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Gamora. Black Bolt and Winter Soldier. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So Medusa, you said you think she'd be in the game. I'll agree with you there. So that's eight.
1: I, I'm gonna say Scarlet Witch over Medusa now, now though. Because I'm just Scarlet I'm, Witch? yeah, I'm looking at female characters.
0: Okay, yeah, Scarlet Witch. I'll go with you on that one. Um, She's I think really she powerful. A, probably a more powerful. Yeah. So um, we're at eight. So now we can choose between Drax, Star Lord, and Ant Man for the ninth spot. I think Ant Man's out, personally. So I think it's between Star Lord and Drax. You think Star Lord? I mean, he's the face of Guardians, right? It's Chris Pratt. Like, sure. Plus they didn't oh, have. Oh a... yeah, that's
1: right, Chris Pratt. Well, I mean, like so, he's not gonna yeah. be that Star Lord in the game, but yeah.
0: No, 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 no. I know, <laughs> but I'm saying like that's a that's a that's a popular character to kids, so they definitely want it probably. Um, him over Drax, I think Drax is a cool character having a fighting game, but. I think Star-Lord would be, you know, nice comic relief and stuff like that. So, uh, we'll have Star-Lord. So, here's the final list as it sits. The Controlled Interest, Dream, Marvel vs. Capcom 4 lineup. Um, The new additions, Winter Soldier, Black Bolt, Star-Lord, Gamora, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Captain Marvel, War Machine, and Scarlet Witch. I think we did pretty good. Um, I doubt all these characters will be in it. But, I'm interested to see who they choose. Uh, I think, like we said, Groot's definitely a lock... Um, and I think the other lock for me personally would be Daredevil and Captain Marvel. Other than that, I think it's wide open to see who they choose. Um, what about you, you guys? What do you, do you guys think there's any locks outside of Groot or are these all like
1: dream scenarios? Just the ones that we talked about being DLC, you know, Black Panther and Vision, those guys. Okay. Um, and then all these characters could be DLC really with all these movies. Exactly.
0: Um, I think the easiest ones are the are, are the Guardians of the Galaxy characters because those are like you know it's prominent Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is right around the corner and uh, a lot of the Civil War characters too because they want them to be prominent as well so yeah. Um, sorry Dom if there wasn't much for you to say there you're kind of out of the loop there but uh, um, I'm excited I'm not a huge fighting game fan but I love Marvel so um, I'm excited to see what Marvel vs. Capcom 4 has to show um, that's it for episode 37 uh, before we go to the closing of the show we're going to talk about where we're going to be playing for me, like I said, Quantum Break is on the to-do list, and Sleeping Dog since I recently started that. I might also get to Outland, which is the mark game published by Ubisoft um, that we talked about being a Games of the Gold game, and it looks great, so I might jump to that as well. Um, other than that, I don't know what else is going to be coming up. Maybe there's a Shadow demo release from the Game Awards, or PSX, or something. Shadow Drop! Shadow Drop. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Not Nothing too crazy. I need to catch up on because I didn't have internet, so I'm behind on that. Ooh! And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, also, Childish Gambino's album drops tomorrow, his new album. So
1: oh. Exactly. So,
0: what about you guys? What are you guys going to be playing, watching, seeing, Real hearing? Real quick,
1: I want to say something about Childish Gambino. I love those two singles that he's released, but I'm sad that I don't think he's going to rap very much on this album at all. Uh, yeah, I
0: think this sounds. is more of an artist album and not a rapper album.
1: It's gonna be awesome and beautiful because he's an amazing musician. But I just I'd love to hear him rap, you know.
0: Yeah, I agree. But I mean, there's that's why his other albums are there. I mean, I think he felt that if he's making a new album, he wants to try something different and expand. So, um, I'm still excited. I think I'll have one or two tracks, maybe where it's, you know, we'll see. I'm excited either way. It's Childish Gambino, who can't hate him. Yeah, he is. Uh, He's going to be Lando, and that's awesome.
1: Hell yeah. So, um, other than that, which I am extremely excited for, um, um, I am actually going to see uh, Studio Ghibli's Spirited Away in theaters um, on Sunday. Um, So, that came out. Special event? Yeah, it came out in 2001, and then uh, the 15 year anniversary, they decided to uh, bring it back to U.S. theaters. And so um, two days only across the United States And um, really just one day here in Nashville So um, the showing I'm going to see is uh, the English dub Even though they'll also be bringing the English sub to U.S. theaters Um, So I'm glad the dub is great And all of the Studio Ghibli movies have really great dubs Which are actually done by Disney Um, Excuse me, so there's that I'm really excited about and, of course, I'm going to be playing more Final Fantasy 15, Um Bought plenty of games on Black Friday, so I might jump into uh, something else other than that. But um, I am uh, definitely excited to dig deeper into Final Fantasy. Um, and then... Um, Vikings just came back yesterday. Um, so I mentioned that uh i guess i could talk about this for a second that i had caught up on the fourth season uh when we recorded the episode that was actually lost um and so um, i really like the show vikings i liked um catching up with it it's really cool how the show's evolved and the characters have changed so much because uh, they actually have several time jumps um and so i um, excited to get back into uh season four of vikings
0: Awesome. What about you, Dumb? What do you view on your plate? Finishing Dishonored 2?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to finish up Dishonored 2, and then get into the Bloodborne DLC that I bought a... Old back. Hunters. Old Hunters, yep. So get into that, and this weekend I'll probably keep on playing uh, Link's Awakening on 3DS.
0: So. Awesome. Are either of you getting Lost Guardian? Hey! Listen! Oh god. Are either of you guys getting Last Guardian?
1: Uh, it's going to be a wait for sale for me. Plus, I haven't yeah, even played gonna... the first two games, which I actually need to go back and play because I am on PS3. So, uh,
0: Real quick, too, I don't know if either of you are Dragon Ball fans, but uh, it was announced uh, a couple of days ago that Christopher Sabat, um, the guy who originally did the voices of Piccolo and Vegeta and Yamcha and a bunch of characters, he, they actually got him, and he signed to do all of the dubs for Dragon Ball Super. Yep. Which I'm super excited about. Um, they got a lot of the cast actually, which is really awesome. Um, and I'm excited because I've been waiting. I'm not a. I know the purest form is subtitle, yada yada yada. But I'm I'm ah, a whatever. Player,
1: Shut the hell yeah. up.
0: Just be happy. I'm consuming stuff you like. <laughs>
1: I'm just. Go- I'm going to see Spirited Away in uh, English dubs so I don't. I don't give a damn.
0: Yeah, I mean.
1: It, it, I like not having better. to read that's subtitles sure. when I'm watching a movie.
0: Exactly, I agree with you on that. Um, other than that, uh, you guys can follow us at Int on Twitter. We tweet out all of uh, a bunch of gaming news as well as all of our content. Uh, you can follow me at Jared, underscore. you can follow Jordan at MellowMotus, and you can follow Dom at Dom's Oreos. Uh, thank you for joining us for episode 37. Uh, if you want to check out, uh, you know, if you're listening to us on iTunes, if you want to check out our YouTube, just go to YouTube and type in controlled interests, it'll pop up. Uh, we're at 50 some subscribers. I'm not too sure. Um, but if you're already subscribed to us and already, um, you know, following us on iTunes, please share us with anybody you can. Um, small channel, it's hard for us to grow unless people just talk about us more, um, and just share us with people. Like I said, if one friend you know out of the ten people you tell you know, starts listening, that's one extra person. So that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're getting closer and closer. We're growing little by little. Um, I think we're, we're going to try to do a lot of cool stuff next year. So please share us. Please like us. Please rate us. All of that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys in episode 38 when we talk about the Game Awards and uh, PSX. So catch you guys next time.
1: PlayStation.